You're listening to Contact Chai with me, Rabbi Lizzie Heideman. This is a podcast dedicated to inspired, down-to-earth Jewish spirituality in conversation. Last spring, we began with a series about Passover and the transformative power of ritual. Over the summer, we dove into the themes of the saddest holiday on the calendar, Tisha B'Av, and explored the value and challenges of commemorating our exile, destruction, and renewal. And now, as we approach the light-filled holiday of Hanukkah, we begin a new series. This multi-show series, Lies and Lessons, is a deep dive into the mythology, the liturgy, the practices, and the history of Hanukkah, a rarely overlooked but often misunderstood Jewish holiday. We continue our conversations with the beloved and multi-talented Rabbi Jessica Kate Meyer. Rabbi Jessica is the rabbi and chazan at The Kitchen in San Francisco, along with its founder, Rabbi Noah Kushner. Before, she was rabbi and co-music director at Romamu in New York City. Both Romamu and The Kitchen are part of the Jewish Emergent Network, along with Mishkan. Ordained by Hebrew College Rabbinical School, Jessica strives to build community through prayerful music and create music through prayerful community. It's for these reasons, and so many more, that we invited her on our show to speak about Hanukkah and the music of this winter season. So speaking personally, my family did not do a lot of Jewish ritual growing up. Hanukkah is one of the holidays we did celebrate. My parents did not know a lot of Jewish and Hebrew songs, but my mom somehow knew the Hanukkah blessings. And, you know, the, the music of just the blessings so that actually sort of bled into the entire rest of the year. That's also how we did Shabbat candle blessing. And it, I didn't even know until I was an adult, like years later, that that's like Hanukkah Nusach. That is Hanukkah specific music. And so I'm excited you're here because I, I kind of want you to educate me and everybody who gets to hear this about Hanukkah music. It's like so important. And I think most of us don't actually know anything about it, where it comes from, you know, and, and the depth of where a lot of it, you know, like the depth of what a lot of it is, is actually talking about. Great. Well, it's interesting hearing your experience growing up with your family. I had somewhat a similar experience. My parents were not, um, you know, Jewishly literate, particularly, um, but we had for Hanukkah, we had, it was like, it was a really old LP that my mom kept in the drawer in the kitchen. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it eventually made its way to a cassette tape, but I remember as, it, as an LP, it was like this very old Israeli woman singing the Hanukkah blessings and Hanukkah tunes with a group of children. And somehow it was magic for me. Like, and this was Hanukkah. This album, I can see the picture on it so clearly. Um, and I think I learned my Israeli accents from her as well. Oh, nice. But, um, you know, what's, what's interesting growing up is then like you start to listen to the words of the Hanukkah songs and you're like, these are a little bit distressing. Okay, say <laughs> more, know? say more. Why? <laughs> So particularly, like, take Ma'os Sur, and there's so many beautiful me melodies and um, for this for this particular piyut, this liturgical poem. Um, but, you know, when you listen to the words, each verse is about 
um, a nation that dominated us. We were the, you know, we were the small, um, you know, tiny uh, oppressed community and we stood up, we fought them and God killed them in various ways. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it, it, when we learn about where it comes from, and so first of all, Maustur translated as, I don't know why it's always translated as rock of ages, but it's sort of like fortress rock. And it's also, it's an, um, this, it was written in like the 13th century. It was, it's a real crusade poem of like of revenge fantasy. And, um, and it's, it's really hard to sing today. It's so interesting because that gives it that gives it some context that yeah. makes it a little bit easier to understand where something whose words feel kind of out of sync with modern Jewish life, but like where that would come from. So you're saying it was written during the Crusades, like during a time when Jews actually could very much relate to yes. the Jews of the Assyrian Greek dynasty. Very much so. And and just you know, after years and years of um, of repeated oppression and and dreaming of this time again, where um, you know where we'll be saved, and it was um, it um, it was written somewhere. It was written in Ashkenaz, and the melody that everyone like, oh God, that melody, Ma Yeshuati, is an old German folk song. But there's so many. You know, like one of my favorite melodies for it is um, is actually a Slonimer niggin from the the Slonimer Chassidim, and and it's so gentle. It's like the most tender melody to this most untender song. It goes. Um, Tikun beit filati, v'sham todan izabeyach, liyetachin matbeyach, mitzur hamdbeyach, liyetachin, liyetachin matbeyach, mitzur hamdbeyach. As you can hear, it's just a very, very sweet melody. Um, and that doesn't really seem to fit the text if we look at it. So tell um, us, yeah, tell us what the text actually says. My refuge, my rock of salvation, it is so good to sing your praises. Let the house of prayer, the house of my prayer be restored and there we will offer um, our gratitude. When you at that point will have slaughtered the enemy, then we will celebrate with song and psalm and we will rededicate the altar. Um, and then it goes on to the Egyptians, um, Babylonians, and gets to um, the, the, the Greeks. I mean, in um, other words, like historic oppressors. Exactly. Historic enemies. Yeah. And then sort of like bringing us up in time to the Hanukkah story. Yes. Which like, like exactly. let's say somebody was listening to this podcast, like they haven't listened to the other one and they actually know nothing about Hanukkah. Can you give us like 60 seconds on like, what is this holiday? 
what is this song doing actually that reframes Hanukkah or that zeroes in on a particular dimension of Hanukkah? So our different versions of, of Hanukkah and why we're celebrating this particular holiday. Um, first, this vision of um, the small band of committed Jews of zealots who fought a guerrilla war against the um, the Greeks, the Hasmoneans, and and prevailed against all odds. So celebrating this victory and this and Maostur really does hone in on this particular version of the story. Um, and then we also have the rabbinic um, vision of um, of this little jar of oil that burned miraculously for eight days. We thought it only had one day maybe in it. And once we lit that flame, it burned for eight whole days. And so this miracle of light in a time of, of extreme darkness and light that um, seemingly uh, should be by all accounts blown out and drowned, um, but very uh, uh, miraculously endures, persists, and, and creates illumination and lights our way forward. Um, now, I would say like my favorite Hanukkah songs, and I have, I have, um, I'm a little partial because I, I ha call it Hanukkah the B-sides. I have a preference for singing maybe some lesser known Hanukkah tunes that are even more focused, like they're focusing in on the light, but they're also focusing in on really on nostalgia. So, uh, what, what are some of your favorite lesser known B-side Hanukkah songs? So, okay, so one, let's start with the Bormuelo. This is a song um, from Turkey, from Jewish community in Turkey called Azaremos. And this kind of nostalgia here, I'll, I'll read the English. Let us gather and make a party. It's a special kind of party during Hanukkah, a merenda party, that is a potluck where not only does everyone bring their own dish, but kids go from door to door to get the ingredients from different houses. Like this is the ultimate potluck. So like you need flour, you come to my house, I give you the flour. Then you go to Hannah's house and she's gonna give you the oil. And so like, we're actually making a communal burmuelo. <laughs> so this is, um, this is uh, Azaremos. Hacemos una merienda, cual hora lo diré, y ahora man en rumbe man, la una quita la alzeti, de un tan que hasta diez, and that one is that line over and over again, but it's like literally with each line, you're gathering an ingredient and you're making this party of like collective enjoyment and celebration. That's, so that's one of that's my- That's awesome. Just like quick question. You said that's Sephardic. And Ladino, were, mm -hmm. were Jews speaking this sort of like Spanish, Hebrew, Ladino language as far east as Turkey? Yes. So the Jews of Spain went, um, went into a diaspora after the expulsion from Spain um, and the Inquisition. Jews left for 
all over it, right? North Africa and the Middle East and brought Ladino with them. And the Ladino of Turkey is going to be really different from, you know, a Ladino that is spoken in North Africa, which each one will be influ influenced by the community which they've they've joined. Okay, so Azaremos was one highlighting both uh, food and also the kind of collective door-to-door -door spirit of the holiday, which which is also beautiful to think of. You know, I think it, in the States, as you started to describe that sort of going door-to-door, -door, I was thinking about Halloween, obviously, right. where it's also like collecting things from house to house. Um, but it's not like there's this sense of everybody's going around collecting something that's like a project we're all in on. It's more of this like selfish candy grabbing thing where all the kids <laughs> go home at the end of the night and just get high on Twix. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love this idea of like everybody going from door to door and not just seeing the Hanukkiot, seeing the lights, but also kind of feeling like we're all going to make this yummy food that's that's helping us sort of uh, in a sensory way feel, inhale the smell of oil frying mm -hmm. and like the the sensation of oil burning, which is, you know, sort of part of this whole Hanukkah mythology. And then each of us is an ingredient, like similar to that yeah, like I'm thinking, and it feels almost like each of us as a candle, like we're going, these kids as like a shamash are going door to door and collecting to create this, this beautiful light and delicious dessert. Mm. Um, I want to look at, um, <laughs> let's, so there was an album that came out in the 50s um, by a famous chazan and actor named Moisha Oisher. I mean, he is such a, a role model. Um, I, oh God, he's so good. Um, and it's sort of like what if what Chazanut could be if it was like, what is Chazanut? Just translate. Chazanut is like the art, the art of the cantorial art of of prayer song and of um, yeah. It's it's really the musical art of prayer and feeling into the different. Um, the different musical modes of each prayer service and like living into them and um, carrying on your melody, the whole, the prayer of the whole community. My, That's in its ideal form. The way this was explained to me by a, a cantor of a synagogue here in Chicago is like, it like being a real cantor is basically like being a jazz artist. And so you inherit, exactly. you like inherit a lineage of what's been done before for these particular modes, but then your job isn't to just do it the way it's always been done. It's to like do jazz with it, kind of make it yours, improvise. And so you're saying like Moisha Oisher was kind of a master of that art. He was a yeah. jazz master. And I mean, I think what's lost in the way we transmit Nusach today is like, we're all doing the same thing and there isn't that sense of adventure i'm um, in a few you know a few particular niches but for the most part people who are learning nusach they think it's a particular melody and don't realize it's a world um to be explored okay so he made an album in the 50s called hanukkah party <laughs> and, and it's some of his favorites and some of his comp his own compositions and he wrote this one called dre dreidel and the English for it is, um, Oi, bring me bread, bring me wine, let's all be happy, try la 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 la. I have latkes, meat, and fish. I've got a tablecloth on the table, try la 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 la. Why didn't that one? Why didn't that one catch on the way Oh Hanukkah, Oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah did? 
because it's actually a complete Yiddish tongue twister. Um, Can you sing I it mean, in Yiddish? Uh, I'll sing a little bit of the Yiddish, but I, I apologize if I'm um, butchering part of it because it really is a, tr a tongue twister. Um, and in many communities that um, I've like who, who speak Yiddish or in in the klezmer world, this is very much a theme song. So, all right. Oi, bring me broten, bring me wine, wel me alle freilich sein, trei lei, 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 lei. Gop schön latkes Fleisch und Fisch, ohne weiß gedenken Tisch, trei lei, 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 lei. Gop die Broches schön gemacht, die man eure Scheinte pracht, trei lei, 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 lei. Toisen singen jeder Flamm stolz, bin ich mehr mit mein Stamm. Drei, lei, 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 lei. And here's the, um, here's the tongue twister. Drei, dreidel von ihm zu gerutten, drei, dreidel zum gerutten. Konnte Woch von Chaneke ist alles bei mir gerutten. Drei, dreidel, you get it? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to do more? That was great. We'll, we'll include it, we'll include it on uh, a playlist. It's such a good song, and it actually strangely ends with this turn where call the epic Korsim in. Bring in all the, the non-believing Jews. Mm -hmm. um, let's not count them. They will stand alone because a great miracle has occurred. You know, a little bit of a... I, I, I know, I like, let's go into that for a second. What do you, what do you think that's about? <laughs> What's he doing there? Oi. Um... So, okay, so I feel like somebody who's actually spent more time studying this song or, or who like really knows the psychology of Moisha Oisher um, could, could give us a, an in-depth answer. Uh, I think it's like, y'all, like, do you not see Neskadol? Yesh, Neskadol Hayasham. But this, this a great miracle occurred there and this miracle is also, it's happening to us day by day. The miracles that God did for our ancestors and for us now. So this like, you know, again, like grabbing everyone into the communal spirit mm. and saying like, don't, don't stand over there in the corner. Come here and spin the dreidel with me. Come here, eat some latkes. Like get into the spirit of, of the miraculous, like when we're in the darkest days, that's, you know, the vision of the, when the miracle comes. And um, it brings me to, you know, to the midrash of that, you know, Adam and Eve were the first to celebrate Hanukkah, right? That they, um, you know, they were experiencing every day getting darker and darker. They'd already been kicked out of the garden. What could be worse? And now as each day was getting shorter, they looked at each other and said, oh my God, this is, you know, this is probably the end of the world. It's mm. probably what, you know, what we did and it's over and it's just going to get shorter and shorter until boop, it's all darkness and we're gone. And then, you know, they obviously they reach the solstice and the, it turns and then the days get longer and longer and the night shorter and shorter. And they realize that this is, this is the way of the world. Mm. And so this idea that Hanukkah is actually like commemorating the first like the first human experience of, of, of miracles. Yeah. You know, or like the, yeah. The fear of dark and yes. the miracle of light that it comes back. Like that it's, you know, even when we think it's over, like when we think it's like the camera lens is shut 
and khalas, that's it. That there's, it just opens, opens, opens a little more with light. Hmm. Are there any songs about that? <laughs> oh, well, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary have a great song, um, Light light One Candle. Um, what And what are they riffing off? Because I, I feel like that's a pretty popular one in America. I definitely learned that in religious school. Um in the like small handful of songs that I learned for Hanukkah, you know, there aren't a lot of them, but I know all of them by heart. Um, and so like light one candle was a, was an important one. Right. Cause it, and it takes the, it's like very much, uh, you know, within fight for civil rights, it's taking this, um, you know, the story of the, um, of the Maccabees and, you know, this tiny band, of people fighting for religious freedom, it's imagined as like as you know as this oppressed group who is standing up and you know spreading the light and and calling for justice. Isn't that so, beautiful? It's like it's, it's such it's a so, nice vision. It's so context specific, though. You know, uh, Rabbi Yitz Greenberg in his book The Jewish Way, he kind of talks about Hanukkah as like this chameleon holiday that like yes. has a very loose identity that takes on the necessary garb depending on what society it's living in and so hanukkah has like taken on this christmas like garb in america in the 20th 21st century because it has to um because we're so integrated into the you know into this country in which you know until very recently it was you know everybody just said merry christmas um and because that was the assumption everybody's doing christmas even if you're not doing christmas you're doing christmas and i know plenty of jews that have christmas trees not because they're like observing the birth of jesus christ but because it's christmas and we open presents today so if you want to like do it the jewish way you're opening presents on hanukkah and the eight days um and that in other places and times it's sort of come to take on different garb and so like thinking about this through a civil rights lens so right peter paul and mary being like oh that's what the maccabees were doing they were fighting for justice and freedom for an oppressed minority which is what like we all should be doing and this is like a great folk song and then like simultaneously in israel you have the maccabees being reclaimed as like sort of zionist, zionist heroes yeah. yeah you know they're like they're fighting for a jewish state um Right. We're and, all projecting. Yes. It's right. Yes. It's like Hanukkah is this sort of blank, um, you know, canvas that we're all projecting and, you know, through generations have projected onto. So where where are people singing these songs right now? And how are how are people, you know, how are people learning old Hanukkah music, new Hanukkah music? Mm. How, you know, how are we expanding beyond? I, I'm not assuming that everybody had the same Hanukkah background as I had. But there are a couple songs that do strike me as sort of like the popular ones. If you had a B-side mm -hmm. album, this is like, you know, A-sides include, <laughs> oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Like, who's ever actually made a dreidel out of clay? <laughs> like, Sivivon. Sivivon is a personal favorite just because, I mean, the rhythmic quality, like, Sivivon, sov, 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 Hanukkah, uchak tov. Hanukkah. It's a good holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, these words are pretty ridiculous all around. They are pretty ridiculous. When I make <laughs> when I make song sheets for this and do the translations, it's like, now let's just leave the Hebrew and forget the English because, right, Hanukkah, hu chag tov. It's a good holiday. Hanukkah, hu chag tov. It's a good holiday. Sivivon dreidel. Sov, sov, sov. Spin, spin, spin. Um, 
And I think part of that is from the fact that it is not a major, you know, it's not a hug. It's not a major holiday historically. And in this country, um, it definitely has, is experiencing a renaissance. And, you know, so it's like we had to scramble. Mm -hmm. And then there's obviously confusion over which is the story. Um, but, you know, I, th uh, I think, um, you know, for Pesach, we just have so many delicious uh, team, po you know, liturgical poems and songs, folk songs. There's just a really rich tradition. Um, and, you know, we have some songs, and but, but um, mostly like there are these sort of more modern creations that either catch on or don't. And some of them are really problematic. Um, we talked a little bit about Maus Tour, and then there's like the Hebrew, the Israeli classic, um, Banu Choshech Ligaresh. Mm -hmm. You know, we've come to uh, banish the darkness, and it's 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 very militant, and it's also like, you know, blackness be gone, and it's not, um, you know, it's actually it, it's it's just a terrible song to teach our children, and that it, you know, in terms of the concepts around it. Um, you know, thankfully, Rabbi Jill Hammer has written some supplementary or substitute uh, verses. So, Banu Choshech Likadesh, let's sanctify the darkness. Um, ah, instead of Ligaresh, instead of Banish. Yes. Beautiful. Uh -huh. Exactly. This is interesting because when I, when I learned that song, Banu Choshech Ligaresh, like we mm -hmm. come to banish the darkness, or of Eish, we have like fire and, and light in our hands. Um, or katan, every person is a light. Um, what's the next line? Be, be, or right, and together we will give light. Or like go away. So you said blackness. I, I always understood darkness, you know, and it's about right. like the holiday of Hanukkah. It never occurred to me that, you know, there were sort of layers underneath that that could be understood as problematic, um, which I think like actually gets into, you know, the sort of interesting deeper um good versus evil you know like like good pure people versus the evil oppressors um narrative that often is like basically the way we teach children about it and then the older we get we sort of learn like huh, well actually the yeah the jews that you know restored the temple we usually uh go ahead and end the story at the end of the eight days of the dedication but like if you keep following the story it doesn't really end well for the jews it doesn't end well for the Jews because of those guys, because they were zealots, because they actually went ahead and adopted uh, many of the uh, approaches, you know, the tools of the oppressors, um, mm -hmm. which is a very interesting theme of Hanukkah that we don't uh, talk about as a people. So it's interesting that um, Rabbi Seidenberg and others are now looking at the music that we have carried that sort of perpetuated this narrative of, you know, we, the oppressed minority, you know, coming to bring our light to light up the world, which like is beautiful, but also in the context of uh, being a powerful people now, you know, not, yeah. not being exclusively an oppressed minority, but also having power um, to continue to, to tell the story of being this, this uh, minority um, and this oppressed minority. Um, you know, what are we teaching our children about the kind of power that they do have? and about like what right. good and evil look like and who is good and evil and who are we fighting. And I think, you know, also what they're touching on is the fact that the language is really clumsy, um, you know, just in terms of it's not just um, like we're coming to banish the darkness. It's also 
go away shor, like blackness. And so I think like p- part of it for them is like, you know, in, we are very much trying to actually banish that exact message of, um, of saying, you know, banish darkness and of saying like actually darkness, um, when we take this, you know, dark versus light as evil, you know, good as light and evil as darkness, we're really screwing our, all of us up in terms of our concepts and understandings um, of, of lightness and dark and the need, the very fundamental need for both of them. Mm. And, you know, even though, um, so, so like really highlighting the darkness, like, um, so the words that, that Rabbi Jill Hammer and Rabbi David Seidenberg put um, as as a kind of a new model of the song is, "Banu choshech lekadesh biadenu orva esh." In our hands, uh, light and uh, and fire. Kol echad hu or katan they stay the same. Vechulanu or etan we're all a big light. And then it's kuma choshech, rise up darkness, aleish chor, come to uh, meet the. Uh, sorry, like rise up darkness, or come up to greet the light. Mm. Like this place where darkness and light, you know, it's um, are are actually kissing or touching, um, and they're not opposing each other, and they're mm. both um, necessary to humanity. Even though, like we are, like the the midrash was saying, we are fearing the dark, we're darkness, and fearing that you know, the, the world is going to end, but this is, yeah, it's a new interpretation of light and dark. To me, this is like, this is where the Hanukkah of nostalgia, the Hanukkah of comfort songs, comfort food, um, really uh, nurturing ourselves and in swaddling ourselves uh, in, you know, like in time, that may or may not have existed um, and to be inspired by something that may not have happened in real life, but is that Hanukkah Shalmala. And as we're lighting the candles, as we're sitting in front of the candles, um, we can, we can imagine that we can go to that place. We can, we can reach for it. That's beautiful. And music is so, so powerful as a way to help us do that. Thank you so much, Jessica, for bringing us some new songs and for deepening our understanding of some old songs and just being a great friend and partner across the country in making Inspired Judaism. It's a treat to be here. Thank you. And I'm going to send you a mix. Okay, great. A mixtape. Thank you. (laughs) For fun. You've been listening to Contact Chai, a podcast from Mishkan, Chicago a Jewish spiritual community and part of the Jewish Emergent Network. This show is produced by our fabulous team at Mishkan. Editing and production of this podcast is by Hannah Rehack, administrative assistance by Zach Weinberg, and editorial oversight by Director of Communications Ashley Donahue. Our music is by Kalman Strauss. Find out more about Mishkan Chicago at mishkanchicago.org, where you can also make a donation. And if you feel so inspired, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. We want to hear from you. And also, your reviews help other people find us. Sending you many blessings and Chag Urim Sameach, a light and blessing-filled Hanukkah.